Welcome to All My Life, uh, SPO's podcast, deep dives into lifelong discipleship. My name is Ryan, and I'm here with... Emma. What's up, Emma? We are your hosts. We are your hosts. Mm-hmm. We're going on a journey today. Yeah. Where are we going? We are hanging out with our friend Rachel today. Oh, yeah. Hello. We're Happy here. to be here. I'm Rachel. <laughs> love it. I Rachel. love it. So glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You're coming to us over from both chapters, right? Or just I'm at the University of Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yep. I worked there. I was at the University of St. Thomas for two and a half years. Roll Toms. Now I'm at the U of M. Go Ghosts. You have to say those things. Yeah. Roll yeah. Toms. Loyalty. We made it up, I think. You did? I don't know, but it we sounds legit. Or? Yeah, we just felt like we needed a, you know, we need a thing to say. Like, Go Gulfs. Yeah. They had that, so we were like, we're going to make our own, so we said Roll Toms. So I don't know if anyone else says it, but... Wow. I thought that was like a UST-specific... Maybe it is. Someone's going to... That's so fun. Someone's going to say let something about it, but <laughs> yeah, let us know. Yeah. Anyway. So, yes. fun facts about Rachel. As you can probably hear, she's from Scotland, um, and you're also a twin. Yes. It's fun. Um, I also know that you're really good at thrift shopping. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always find <laughs> really good, good gems. Yeah. Actually, I should stop sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then this was the craziest thing that just blows my mind is you have one Spotify playlist. Yeah. Can you say, Sorry. yeah, tell us more. So I, I don't really find music for myself. I'm pretty bad at finding new music. I, I really enjoy it. So whenever I hear a good song or someone sends me a good song, I just like it. And so I have a liked, my liked songs. That's it. And I just... Click shuffle and see where all see them. where it takes me. People it find like it quite hundreds stressful. of songs or like thousands. Oh yeah, yeah, hundreds. I also have one called Moods, and that's the same thing. It's just songs I like in a playlist. Yeah, I I kind of like it. I like the spontaneity. You know, could be anything, but people it stresses people out. Yeah, <laughs> I personally enjoy it. I don't know so. anything about Spotify because hmm. I don't. Where do you listen to music? Apple Music. Oh. Old well, same lame. thing, I guess. Old and Lame. This is what I hear. Yeah. Old and Lame people mm, do this. I wasn't agreeing with that. But <laughs> That's yeah. fine, but kind of. Okay. Kind of felt it, right? Yeah. Little judgment. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you have the best accent on planet Earth. On planet Earth? Earth. What? You hear the Earth. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, Thanks. you have my favorite. It's my favorite accent oh. of anybody I know in my life. I literally. Oh, my goodness. It really is. It's just. No it's, way. Oh, yeah. Not even well, close. It's like. It's not even a close second. It's. That's pretty up there. I I received that. Thank yeah. you so much. No, it's just it's just tremendous. <laughs> but when has it when has it tripped you up? Give um, us a story. Like I'm sure it's tripped you up a couple of times here. Tripped me up. So in the states, yes. I mean, I definitely think my accent has lessened significantly since I moved here, because and which is saying something. Cause oh man, you have if an you, accent. I don't know if anyone from home will ever listen to this. But <laughs> if they do, they're gonna they're gonna text me and be like, "Wait till what?" Do they feel happened? like it's just so watered down? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, can you give, it, but could you give us? Could you say the next two sentences in a very with Scottish the, with accent? the richest Scottish oh my accent? Gosh. This is hard to do. I I don't have a very strong accent 
anyway. So let me, I, I don't know, man. I, I, think, I think I'm talking in a Scottish accent right now. I think you are too. But, so I can't really put it on. I fair, that's I'm fair. sorry. That's fair. That's I'm fair. sorry. I just, I just talk. But when has it tripped you up? I'm sure it's gotten you in trouble. It's gotten me in trouble in that people just don't understand me. So when I first moved here, I would just, I would just be talking, you know, normally, which is fast and it's quite like, you know, a strong accent, especially when you first move somewhere, you don't think about how you sound, you just are talking. And so for my first two weeks here, I would say I had to repeat myself like three times every time I said anything because people would just be like, what, what are you saying? (laughs) So I think... I think that was like the most difficult transition was learning like what things to say, what things not to say. Um, I've I use different words for things now. Like I say trunk instead of boot. So boot means the trunk of a car. The boot of a car. The boot of a car. Yeah. So I've changed that. I've changed a few other things. You know, you just have to adapt, which is kind of sad, but also like good. People, I want to be understood, you know. So you just have to. But then I go home and then people make fun of me because they're like, you're an American, what can't happened? Win. Yeah, so you can't. I'm just going to have this strange hybrid, probably. Can you forever. pull off a full non-Scottish American accent? <laughs> um, maybe. If you give me something to say, I could try. Uh, what did you uh, have for dinner last night? Um, what did you have for dinner last night? <laughs> <laughs> How bad was that? That was, well, like, that was, pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, a friend of ours, uh, many of us know Mark Archibald. Oh, yeah. Because he's mm-hmm. got a British accent. He often orders, like, from the drive-thru in his version of an, an American, American accent. accent. Totally. And I thought that was oh, interesting. Funny. You don't have the yeah. visual to kind of, you know. When I'm on, a fo- on the phone and you have those automated things, like, mm-hmm. say your problem or whatever, yep. I definitely say it in an American accent. Really? Well, my best American sure. accent, because oh, it doesn't pick up. Otherwise, Siri doesn't work for me. Siri. Whoa. Yeah. So Siri, yeah. I don't bother. But anyway. It's probably good detachment from phones, you know. No, I still <laughs> use it. I just don't talk to There you go. Oh, uh, man. All right. Well, we just want to dive in. We want to hear how you're living all your life for Christ. Um, yeah. So when you just don't want to pray, mm. like, in any given day like what is something that you do yeah that you end up wanting or Mm. end up yeah like like choosing that each day I love that question yeah I think when I don't want to pray it's often because there's something I've forgotten about God that's true about him and so either it could be a lot of things like that he loves me or that he's trustworthy and when I don't want to pray, it's often because I'm, I'm focusing on things that are difficult for me or I'm not experiencing that he loves me or I'm not trusting in him. And so I try and remember those things. So when I don't want to pray, often I will listen to worship music, actually, because good worship music talks about the truth of who God is. And so it reminds me of who he is when, when for whatever reason, I'm having a hard time reminding myself or remembering it or experiencing it. Um, I get outside, so I like to be in nature. And when I don't feel like praying, sometimes it's because there's a lot going on in my 
life or my heart that's distracting me. And so going outside is like, all right, I'm outside. I'm in God's creation and it gives me something to focus on rather than whatever's distracting me. So nature really helps me to get in touch, I think, with with the Lord because it's his creation. So those are the two things when I don't want to pray that are like my go-tos. And then reading scripture, I would say. Like I have a few Bible verses at certain times in my life that have been really impactful for me or really helpful and when I don't even know where to start I I will go there to to the word because it's true and it speaks about the truth of who God is and I know that that will help me remember um who he is and when all of those things happen when I begin to let truth come into my life or let the voice of truth speak to me that's when I'm like all right I want to be with the Lord. Um, and so it's kind of a roundabout answer, but I feel like when I don't want to pray, it's usually because something is going on. And so those are the things that help me mm-hmm. to want to pray because I'm like, why wouldn't I want to be with the God who loves me, the God who I can trust? And I've got there because I I read things or I spend time listening to things that remind me of that. That's awesome. I've never heard it phrased that way. I really like that, that I forget like who God is. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I love that too. What what's uh what's one of those one or two scriptures that mm. really speaks to you? So, yeah, I'm like trying to remember Isaiah, just the whole of Isaiah mm. <laughs> is awesome. Isaiah 51 is beautiful. Um and there's a lot of imagery in Isaiah about the Lord restoring. Um the Lord bringing, you know, wildflowers in the desert and springs in the desert and for me um I am really captured by imagery and so when there's like really rich imagery especially in Isaiah um that helps me to kind of get to a place of where the Lord can speak and the Lord can move um so Isaiah and then Habakkuk 3 16 to 19 it's it's talking about though the fig tree don't blossom and fruit beyond nor fruit be on the vines, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. And mm. um, my God is faithful. And I remember at one point in my life, I memorized that particular passage because he was just really speaking to me about his promises in that time. And I don't often memorize scripture, but I just memorized that one passage. And I often, often go back to that passage because it speaks of the Lord faith, the Lord's faithfulness in season and out of season whatever's going on and even if circumstantially it doesn't look like things are working yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and I just think that's so beautiful and again the passage is speaking about the Lord's faithfulness yeah when when there's not um you can't see it you know it's not like or it's not tangible or it's not happening Mm -hmm. or maybe it feels like the opposite is happening God is still faithful and i love that <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a beautiful i love i wasn't thinking you were going to go to habakkuk uh, you know, I know. it is kind of yeah it's out there but i have been i've been struck by that verse too i don't know when it comes up i don't know if it comes up in the cycle of of readings mm. or 
where unless we're just in a study or something with Habakkuk, it's just it's kind of a, a minor prophet and yeah. and kind of obscure mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. but that's it is that is such a powerful Beautiful. verse. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what I'm curious too, like. I love that's a really beautiful response of just forgetting, forgetting who God is. How does that get reflected in your busyness? Mm. What's the connection between a certain busyness or, I mean, that was a word you used, but is there a connection between a certain busyness and a forgetfulness of who God is? I don't know Mm. how you'd respond to that. I mean, for me, yes, I think that's a great connection. I would say, yeah, there's definitely a connection between. What, what do you What do you think that two. connection is for you? Yeah, I think when I'm busy or when I'm caught up in tasks or circumstances, I I feel often feel this kind of lack of control you know my life is running away from me and I don't have control over either my time or my energy or it feels like it's being spent and then I can start to grasp at control so grasp at my time grasp at even my emotions or my circumstances and try and change those Um, and in that process I forget that God is in control. Um, I put myself in control, and I say, "No one's gonna, no one's gonna change this for me. I need to do this for myself because I'm really busy." Or yeah, like life is running away from me. And so, what's the answer for me? My default can be, "Okay, take the reins, like take control." And then I forget, and then and then I just then I'm, I think once I do that, I'm on the path to, I'm in control. I have the reins of my life. This is my ship that I am the captain of and forget who the captain of the ship is. And so I think that's what happens to me is I think, oh, it's easier if I just take control because I know myself, I know what I need. And so I'll just make all these decisions and I forget that God is in control and also that he knows me better than I know myself. So I would say that's... To me, I think that's the connection for me between business and forgetfulness. How long does that cycle of, how long can that cycle of forgetfulness last? (laughs) I mean, a long time. It can be a a morning. It can be like an hour. It could be weeks. It can be months. I would say for me, it has never been longer than a few months. (laughs) Thank goodness, because I have awesome people in my life that, are able to then know me and they're able to kind of recognize those things. But yeah, it can be as short as five minutes and as long as long, <laughs> longer <laughs> than that. Thanks for your honesty with that. Yeah. What's, um, what's an experience, has there, you know, the Lord is faithful. The Lord mm-hmm. is always sort of, sort of making his way towards us. Mm-hmm. And we often don't recognize that. Um, but then at times there are these breakthrough moments where there is this profound sense of encounter or connection and these happen throughout our lives mm-hmm. and bigger or smaller experiences but but certainly regular over over time is there an experience or an encounter recently mm-hmm. 
or even the last time this happened? What what was the last most meaningful encounter that you had with the Lord that that really did shift something in you or change something in you? Hmm. Um, I am so grateful to know the Lord. I would just start with that. Like he is so good and I'm so grateful that there have been quite a few of those instances in my life where he's he's kind of there's been almost like a marker like from this moment on something changed and um I think well I have lots that come to mind right now <laughs> but one one because it's the most recent was actually yeah, on cool like I think it was like Saturday. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> Couple days. Yeah. Today's so Monday. Today's yeah. a Monday. Two um, days ago. Two days ago or three days ago. I I was just I, I was praying. So I pray every morning and I was praying and I just had this experience of this encounter with the Lord in my heart that was very powerful. And I think that week, last week was a great week. It was a very busy week. It was a very full week. And there have been a lot of good things coming at me and also challenging things coming at me. And I had found myself, I think the evening before or the morning, that morning, a little bit like weighed down by the cares of the world. I think just a lot was going on in the world and even in my um, my own life. And just feeling like the weight of the weight of the world, I suppose, and all of the hard things that people go through in life. And it wasn't necessarily like I was going through something very difficult, but I, I think I just felt like, man, human suffering is like yeah. real. I don't know, I was maybe having an existential moment, but I was praying and I just had this really consoling experience of Jesus being in my heart and being so grateful that the pure Jesus himself, the purest love, the purest hope, the purest goodness chooses to dwell in me. And that despite all of the challenges and even my own sinfulness, I get to know God and that whatever happens, he, he is with me and he wants to dwell within me. Um, and it was just in my prayer, but it, it, I, it's hard to explain. But it was just this very profound moment of God, kind of what I was saying before, like God it, God saying to me, I'm in control. And I have conquered the world and all of the weight of the world that you're experiencing or that you see, I know about that and I care about that. And I also care about you and I choose to dwell in you. Um, it was one of those moments that I kind of felt like, Sometimes God feels too good to be true, but he is true. (laughs) And I had one of those powerful experiences of the truth of who he is and the really deep, I just had deep gratitude that I was, that I know him and that he wants to know me. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's... Where where (laughs) did that happen? Physically, where were you? I was sitting... In my prayer chair, or was just a chair <laughs> in my room, um, and I usually light a candle and have a little crucifix, 
just in my room. I think that we're just like, I mean, that's super powerful and beautiful. But like, what strikes me is that you said like, like I pray every day. Yeah. And like, this was an encounter with the Lord that you had in that. And like the faithfulness to like praying every day and to like going to the Lord and like mm-hmm. being open to him like every day, like allows this, like, yeah, like beautiful encounter, this like reminder to happen because mm. that relationship is like there. Yeah. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't pray every single day of my whole life, but I pray daily, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. And yes, I'm very grateful to have, to have a relationship with the Lord like that. And, well, can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Another life-changing experience. I would say um, in November, I was able to go home to Scotland, which is a real gift. Mm. And um, it was, the circumstances weren't great. My grandmother was very ill, and um, I was given emergency permission to travel, and so I was able to go home and see her, and that was it was one of those things where you don't expect it one. So there was a space of two days. I was deciding to fly, got permission and flew home. So it was a very quick turnaround. And I spent a lot of my time there in the hospital with my grandmother. But it was life changing for me because I was able to see her, her um, relationship with the Lord in that time. She was very ill and there wasn't an an awful lot of moments where she was lucid, lucid enough to be able to communicate, but when, but she prayed the whole time, the whole time. She's she's Catholic, and um, her faith is very important to her, and that to me, the experience of seeing my ninety five year old grandmother in the hospital, not able to communicate or eat, but could still pray, and would pray the prayers, um, as we were praying with her was life-changing for me because I was like that is a life with the Lord that like he is so in her and dwelling with her that even if she can't communicate and have a conversation she knows how to pray because it's it's just part of her um and I think it was life-changing for me because it became all of a sudden this example that I didn't half before that I was like I want to be like that I want to be so in union with God that whatever's happening in my life this will flow out regardless so did you know her to be like did you have a sense of the depth of that faith previous to this experience probably knew your grandmother was Catholic Mm -hmm. committed Catholic Mm -hmm. loved the church but how had you seen her faith before versus how you saw it here and, and yeah, compare and contrast that. Yeah, so both my grandparents, um, well, all my grandparents um, were and are very holy people, which I'm grateful for. And my the grandparents I'm talking about right now, my grandma and my grandpa, they, they're very devout Catholics, and I knew that. Very kind of um, Irish, solid, just mass going, rosary praying, um very holy people and so I I knew that and they talked about God um with us uh which I was very grateful for and we would pray rosaries in in the car together which as a kid you know is is less fun than you might think yeah Yeah. um (laughs) but I think this was new for me because my grandmother was in an 
a very vulnerable and weak place. My grandmother is a very strong woman and she's very smart and clever and that still came through but I hadn't seen her in such vulnerability before um and weakness like human frailty um and I think what struck me was their faith it wasn't just a thing to do or part of the identity in a cultural sense it was for for me it was very clear like this is the core of who my, who my grandma is. This is this is what has made her who she is, and her relationship with Christ. It was so clear how dear Jesus is to her, and so yeah, it was a new experience. I think because of the just how frail she was that this came through, and it wasn't out of like, um, uh, you know, routine or just. This is just what we do. It was like this is this is the core of who I am, and when all other things are stripped away, that was that was what was left was her relationship with the Lord. So, just an amazing witness to me. Life goals. Life yeah. goals. Hashtag. <laughs> so yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe this answer to this next question is your grandma. Um, she sounds like a yeah very f- faithful and holy woman, but. Who is kind of your, like, spiritual role model? Like, somebody that you, like, look to? Wow. I, you know, I saw this question before I came on here, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Mm -hmm. And I would say I have a lot of spiritual role models. I don't know if that's a cop-out, but I do. (laughs) My parents. My parents are huge role models for me. they, They made their faith real it wasn't we would go to mass on Sundays as a family but we also talked about God as a family and the way they talked about him made me realize he's a person he's a real person that you can get to know and they actually lived their life in relationship with him and then made decisions based off of that relationship and as a kid I didn't really I didn't know that but I think as an adult I realized that they they are disciples, and then they discipled our family. Um, by their witness of being disciples, it wasn't just like, this is the right thing to do. We are parents. This is our duty. It was their, our family life kind of flowed out of their own relationships with God and with each other. Um, so my parents, uh, gosh, my siblings, they are all, they're role models to me. I'm the oldest I'm a twin, but I was born a minute before <laughs> Lizzie. So yeah. I am the oldest, especially. No. Um, Lizzie, a, I love you. You're the best. Yeah. Lizzie's great, um, but she's the younger yeah. sister. <laughs> she's my younger sister. Let it be known. <laughs> um, all my siblings are younger than me, but they, as as I've, we've gone into adulthood, they've become role models for me. Um, they are all, uh, they all know God, and they all love him, and they're all following him in different ways. And I just love that, we are all very different and the way that we're living our lives is doesn't look like each other but it looks like following God and I am really grateful for their example and then just I grew up in a very loving faithful community and I've spent a lot of time with very faithful Christians um I lived in Michigan for a few years and there are some people there who who I look to as well as role models in discipleship 
again, living very different lives to me, but following God. Um, and I moved there when I was in my mid-20s. And so that was a very pivotal time in my life. And so some of those people are like key mentors for me. And then even living here and St. Paul and working for SPO, my teammates are, are like role models to me, people I work with. Um, so kind of the phrase great cloud of witnesses comes to mind when you say the word role model because I am extremely grateful to have had many, many good role models. Yeah. And that's how the Christian life should be, I feel like. Like like these communities, just like people looking out for each other, encouraging yeah. each other in faith. And Amen. You yeah. can't do it alone. You yeah. Just, you can't. Yeah. Grateful. And yet most people, most people's experience isn't isn't like that mm-hmm. usually the experience when you're involved in campus ministry like you are mm-hmm. and so many other students who you're reaching out to their parents their 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 faith is stronger than their parents yep. and stronger than their grandparents or you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's been so much of a narrative for yep. the last couple of generate or last generation at least yeah and that isn't the case for you what a gift mm-hmm. yeah a gift yeah. that's it it's just pure gift yeah. from the lord i'm very I'm very grateful, and I'm, I, I know I'm very lucky. Wow. Very, well, very lucky. Speaking of this generation, mm-hmm. if you were to give, if you had a microphone and you could <laughs> speak to every college student wow. out there, <laughs> every young adult out there, I'm talking <laughs> millions of people. Um, but if you if you were to give advice, mm. uh, encouragement, even something around the spiritual lives of of college students and young adults, what's What's the first thing you'd say? I would say, I would say give God a chance. Give him a chance. There will be a lot of people in your life who, there may be a lot of people in your life, maybe not, but there may be a lot of people in your life who who don't believe in God or who have had a poor experience of Christianity um, but I would say that God loves you and he, he wants to know you and his voice is, is one, I would say the only voice that matters. A lot of voices are going to, are going to be speaking to you. I mean, a lot of voices speak to me every day about who, who I am, about what I'm worth, but God loves you and his voice wants to speak to you about his love for you and give him a chance. He he cares. And I would say he cares more deeply about you than you can ever imagine. Someone caring about you, the person who's cared for you most in your life is a reflection of God. But he cares for you even more deeply than that. And so you don't have anything to lose by giving God a chance. It's like the best, the best way to live. And yeah, the only way. (laughs) Your, your families, your family, the the people you're serving with, the models of your life, your own life is a witness of that. Mm. And I think that's why you can say it with such clarity and confidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. He's faithful. Well, we've got some hot seat questions. Excellent. Because things are things are heating up. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
Let's go. So we ask, you answer. That's that's just how it goes. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. So don't overthink it. <laughs> just what happens. So favorite appliance. Um, my electric kettle. No surprise. <laughs> but that's uh, awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, your favorite thing about the U.S. There's that summer exists here. Mm. It doesn't There's exist in Scotland. Yeah, summer is nice. Yeah. Exists. I don't know. There's other stuff I could say. People are awesome. I love. No, I love summer Americans. Exists. We'll li- we'll live with that. That's a very summer Scottish a <laughs> answer. <laughs> What's one creative gift that you have that not a lot of people know about? Oh, what? Yeah. You got some mass crazy creativity inside of you. Mm, What's one thing that nobody knows about or very few people know about you? Um, I don't know if this would be like a creative gift, but I'm going to go with it. Often when I hear pieces of music, I imagine like scenes with it. So um, when I hear a good piece of music, I'll imagine like... Uh, a, a movie scene or a, a particular event happening with the piece. And if it's really good, it's like quite detailed. And I don't know, that's, I don't know, that's a creative gift, but yeah, that happens sometimes, mm-hmm. which is fun. That's fun. That's yeah. Cool. All right. One meal for the rest of your life. Oh my gosh. One meal. Is it like starter main dessert or just, just entree solely? Okay. I'm going to go with starter <laughs> main dessert. <laughs> Yes, why not? <laughs> um, one meal, I would say starter would be like um, a good soup. Like, shout out to my grandpa. He makes the best soup ever. Meal, uh, entree, mom's lasagna. Yeah, it's it's great. It can't be beat. And then dessert, creme brulee. Mm. Just love a good creme brulee. It's so good. I'd one be quite happy. I, one thing I'm always interested in is shoes and w- women's shoes. <gasps> yes. What is I your favorite shoes. pair of shoes oh my ever? Ever? Like of all time. Man, the best so pair hard. of shoes you've ever owned. This is a really hard question. That's <laughs> um, why we're going for it. My favorite pair of shoes ever. I probably have semi blunt stones. That's, it seems very. Let's go. They are I uh, just a plug. I've worn them every day for the last three years in the winter they're still holding up they nothing can get through them i'm invincible in my blundstones amazing not sponsored but you heard it here not sponsored (laughs) (laughs) if you could wake up as a master at any skill what would the skill be oh my gosh this this would change every day if you ask me this question (laughs) um i have a random story with this could i no, I can't. It's, it's a gotta, hot seat. You just got to hot seat it up. <laughs> Surfing. Yes. Right? Surfing is so awesome. Yep. Do you know what else is awesome? Rachel, Aww. you are awesome. Seriously, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for going there and sharing so kind of honestly, vulnerably, and openly about yeah. mm-hmm. kind of where God's work at work in your life and what that looks like and your grandmother and uh, just so many beautiful examples, so much to, to kind of think about. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, remembering who God is. I'm not going to forget that quickly. Mm. Um, we hope that people will check this show out. Uh, this is All My Life. We're on all the podcast apps. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify for those people who like that sort of thing. <laughs> um, whatever your playlist plan is. But we hope that people will check it out, rate, and review. Um, Rachel, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll see you next time.